0: Lincoln radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show.
2: Yo, yo, yo.
3: Got some good stuff on uh, Pfizer vaccine. F, uh, the FDA, FAA, NBA. ESPN have all signed off on uh, uh, this uh, Pfizer vaccine can now be stored at as long as it's freezing, regular freezing temperature in a regular freezer. It's perfectly okay So it's official now. It doesn't have to be 900 degrees below zero.
4: That only exists on the planet moon. Right. (laughs) What? Uh, Plus, the uh, J&J vaccine is out. It's good. They're manufacturing as fast as they can. That's the one doser gives you some really good immunity after a few weeks anyway. So that's good news. I still ain't got mine. Nobody's giving me mine. Come on now. Surely there's a doctor out there, a nurse, can hook a brother up. Come on now. Hook a brother up. Come on. There are so many things to talk about from the woke madness file right now. We talked yesterday about the uh, really horrifically racist and insulting training going on at Coca-Cola. Uh, We received an email from a longtime and beloved listener of the Armstrong and Getty Show who got fired from Coke for asking questions at that training session. We need to get to that at some point. But this is a big story, and this is one of the reasons why, uh, as I mentioned at the very outset of the show today, that I am starting to be encouraged that the counter uh, energy, that the the counter-attack of those of us who love liberty and hate re- racism and understand that the woke crowd are a bunch of racists and Marxists, um, I-, I feel like it's building energy. And here's one of the reasons why: there was just crazy story out of Smith College, which will explain the the plot twists for you. It's one of those super elite, incredibly expensive, super liberal Eastern colleges. Okay. There was some woke, anti-racist stuff that happened there that went sideways, was exposed as foolishness, and they're writing about it in the New York Times. And they're writing about it pretty honestly in the New York Times. And I don't know, Jack, I don't know if you interpret this differently than I do, but I think that's a moment, as they say. I think that's significant. I hope so. So here's what happened in the midsummer of 2018. A young woman by the name of Umo Kanute, a black student at Smith College, recounted a distressing American tale. She was eating lunch in a dorm lounge. It with costs
3: seventy five thousand dollars a year to go to that college. This poor underprivileged, privileged student seventy five grand a year at this university. It is one of your more exclusive education
4: facilities on planet Earth. Yes, yes, um, that is stunning. Anyway, so this gal is eating lunch in a dorm lounge when a janitor and campus police officer walked over and asked her what she was doing there. The officer, who could have been carrying a lethal weapon, according to the woman's account, left her near a meltdown, saying that this encounter continued a year-long pattern of harassment at Smith. All I did was be black. It is outrageous that some people question my being at Smith College and my existence overall as a woman of color. Well, the college's president, That's Kathleen a heck of McCartney, a leap from uh, what you've told us so far, she was sitting in a do- in, in, in a lunchroom. Well, in a lounge, and a janitor and a cop asked her what she was doing there. The college's president, Kathleen McCartney, offered profuse apologies, put the janitor on leave. This painful incident reminds us of the ongoing legacy of racism and bias. The president wrote, in which people of color are targeted while simply going about the business of their ordinary lives. Keep in mind, she just said the cop and the janitor were racists, etc. The New York Times, Washington Post, CNN picked up the story of the young female student harassed by white workers. The ACLU, which took the student's case, said she was profiled for eating while black. Less attention was paid three months later when a firm hired by Smith College to investigate the episode found no persuasive evidence of bias. Mrs. Canute was was determined to have eaten in a deserted dorm that was closed for the summer. The janitor had been encouraged to notify security if he saw anyone in there. And the officer, like all campus police, was unarmed. Smith College officials emphasized reconciliation and healing after the incident. In the months to come, they announced a raft of anti-bias training for all staff, a revamped and more sensitive campus police force, and a creation of dormitories set aside for black students and other students of color segregated dormitories but they did not offer any public apology or amends to the workers whose lives were gravely disrupted by the students accusations i'm reading from the new york times well the the the
3: police officer the campus police guy had been there i think thirty years ended up losing his job he got fired for for doing that um, uh, he ended up leaving and they wouldn't say what the reasons were for his leaving but. Th- Everybody suspects that that's why for merely having gone over to a place that was supposed to be off limits to students and saying, Hey, I don't know if you've heard the audio tape. It's as gentle as could be. Hey, what are you doing? I'm studying. Oh, okay. Um, well, this area is, uh, you know, this closed. This is off limits. I mean, it's a very calm conversation that she turned into eating while black. Women of color are not safe. And she did a tearful, crying, I don't feel safe on the campus anymore spiel that right. that uh, caused death threats and everything to come down on the person who, who called the, the, the campus police. The campus policeman who had been there forever got fired. They did a 60-page report that, as you point out, when it finally came out, said, no, there's no bias here. It was perfectly reasonable to ask that question. But it was too late for the people who had had their
4: lives upended by this ridiculousness. Well, and all of the measures that they implemented in the wake of this outrageous, this obscene racism remain in effect. All the bizarro racist retraining and programs and demands and segregated dorms and the rest of it. By the way, the ACLU, which took on this case, still has the original version of the story on their website. Because it's just too good to let go? Yeah.
3: You know, what's exactly. so, what I thought when I heard about this, Tucker Carlson did a whole segment on it last night and then talked to uh, a ver- variety of people who have worked at that university and knew the people involved and everything like that and say, "Hey, this, you know, this is the most non-racist liberal university you could possibly find, which is what you would assume. Mm-hmm. Um And these are the among the most privileged students in America, by the way. So, I mean, it's just a very calm, placid, not dangerous for anybody on any level sort of place to be. Right. Um, what uh, when I heard this story, I thought, this reminds me of the stories I hear from back in the day. These horrible stories of that uh, that young black man over there looked at my wife, and I heard him whistle at her. And then that would be enough to get you thrown in jail. That sort of claim. Which is just awful. But now we've gone completely the other direction with this ridiculous... I think that guy was racist and I, he was just calling me out because I'm a person of color and doesn't think I have any right to be on this campus. What? No, you're a college student in an off area, an off limits area of the, of a building. There's not supposed to be many people over here. So I came to check and see why there was a person here. What are you talking about? Doesn't matter. That, that claim of, you know, that black guy whistled at a white woman is enough to go with it. And that guy lost his job and the other people got death threats and have since quit and all this and had to get counseling and all these. It's, it's just wild.
4: Right. Right. This is a story about a vicious and unstable young woman who threw around horrific accusations at innocent people. It's it's perverse. It's evil. It's immoral. And yet, you know, the, the the repercussions are mostly in the other direction. You know, it got even worse because they started calling out all sorts of people who were just tangentially involved and in calling them racists yeah, yeah, online. Yeah. I mean, there's this one woman, um, food services director, calls Jackie Blair, a cafeteria worker, says, Hey, you're on Facebook. Um, and this, uh, the woman, young Mrs. Canute, said, this is the racist person of Ms. Blair, adding that the security guard too was guilty. And so all of a sudden they were getting all sorts of death threats and the rest of it it's It's just it's sick, but at the point that the New York Times is starting to call this stuff out, I feel like there might be hope. Maybe well, I'm naive.
3: Uh, Tucker makes this uh, his point on Fox News, Tucker Carlson, is that this stuff is more about class than race and uh, and people uh, get caught up in the race part. and And his look at it was, here's one of the most privileged people in America, a young woman who's a college student at a seventy thousand dollars a year university. She makes just this wild, crazy claim, and a bunch of low-level employees at Guys the university 40 grand a
4: year at the yeah.
3: university—who—who who, whose salaries wouldn't cover half the year of a, of one of the students' tuitions—ends up losing their job. They have their yeah. lives upended. So, who's the
4: privileged one here? Right. And and just from a psychological point of view, and this is why the idea that you have to listen to the young people is so crazy. Because young people's psyches are as yet unformed. College kids ought to be educated, not heard. But there is such a strong current socially on colleges, especially and among young people, that if you are the victim, you are. Paid attention to you have status. You are the focus of attention. You get the hugs. You get the support. You get the notes. You have a rally in your honor. There is no higher place of of status. There's no higher status than that of the victim. And so this girl wanted that status. The janitor was racist to me. Is the new prom queen? People will make posters with your name on it they will t- to say your name the local news will cover it your picture will be in the yearbook and so there's this desperate need to be the victim it's a weird twist of society but it's undeniable i would say that we
3: are allowing the super privileged to turn themselves into victims and then yelling witch 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 at janitors
4: and ruining their lives that's that's a weird thing to do Right. Meanwhile, the the uh, community, the faculty, the staff, they are too terrified uh, by the accusations of racism to stand up for the witch being burned, which is an innocent blue-collar, well, it's not ah, it's quite a few innocent blue-collar workers. It's really quite sick. Coming up, uh, got a, a
3: yet another example of how being a, a social media influencer is really where the money is at. Man, if you can be a social media influencer around some topic, do it. S- some of the um, uh, salaries are absolutely mind-blowing. We'll get that going to you. We probably ought to touch on um, uh, Biden with his first bombing As president, and not getting a lot of attention, this texter said, What if Tiger Woods bombed Syria? Would people be talking about it then? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's Uh, a good one. So with that and a whole bunch of other stuff, more Mr. Potato Head on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong
1: and
3: Getty Show. Continued fallout from the Mr. Potato Head controversy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As uh, as that continues to upend America. Uh, Mr. Potato Head was already both genders. Without a mustache, he's a woman, and with a mustache, he's a man or an Italian woman. (laughs) <laughs> I can say this, I'm Italian.
4: Okay. Way to go, Idaho. The quote Toy Story. <laughs> um
3: some driver just got busted locally in a carpool lane for having a mannequin in the passenger seat that had a mask on. Mm. So it's easier to pull off the mannequin with a mask. Definitely. Sure, because yeah. it'd be harder to tell it's not a human. Wonder how they got busted. It's an innovator right there. The carpool lane. I won't get off on that. Um, on your story about the girl at Smith, don't forget that she went on to dox the people that had nothing to do with her situation. A bunch of different people. And the people on the receiving end of her dox ended up getting death threats, and many have been unable to go back to work. Wow. Person of privilege ruining the lives of people of uh, the, the most basic working class, like working in the lunchroom, and, you know, janitors, that sort of stuff. It's a, it's a weird class thing we got going on there of who's privileged and who's not,
4: I'd say. I love this response from a Smith graduate who was part of the, the facilities management department, I guess, at one point. Uh, the university president offered no public apology to anybody after this report came out showing that all the, the alleged racism didn't happen. Sorry, we, we, were, we went national with the story that you're a racist. <laughs> you're not. Sorry. Didn't even offer that. We were gobsmacked, says Tracy uh, Putnam-Culver. Four people's lives wrecked. Two were employees of more than 35 years. They did no wrong, and there's no apology. How do you rationalize that?
3: Uh, You can't.
4: It's the worst. They ran afoul of the revolution.
3: Yeah, man, that's that's really something. By the way, I wanted to mention this. We got this. uh, My kids, my kid is boots on the ground in San Diego after an 11-month deployment supporting freedom to the Persian Gulf and the South China Sea, among many other places. So thankful to have her home. Welcome back to the sailors and marines of the USS Nimitz and air wing squadrons as they uh, pulled into port yesterday. Excellent. That is, uh, that's cool. Speaking of the military, we bombed somewhere yesterday.
4: Yeah, I'm going to read this account from the BBC because it's uh, it, it doesn't get into the partisan stuff as much. The U.S. carried out an airstrike targeting Iran-backed militias in Syria. That's the first bombing by the Biden administration. The Pentagon said the strike destroyed multiple facilities, was ordered in response to attacks against U.S. and coalition personnel in Iraq about two weeks ago, I think. Militia officials said one person had been killed, but a war monitor reported at least 22 fatalities. Syria condemned the attack as a bad sign from the new U.S. administration, to which I say, shut up, you bloodthirsty tyrant. The Pentagon said the strike near the Iraqi border in eastern Syria was proportionate military response. Taken together with diplomatic measures, including consulting coalition partners. Long story short, you got these Iran backed militias. They're lobbing missiles into our camps, into the green zone, uh and and the uh the military just sent some missiles into their camp and killed a bunch of them.
3: Well they killed a U.S. contractor, injured right. some yeah, of our sorry. soldiers.
4: That's an excellent point. A U.S. service member and five other contractors were injured and one civilian contractor killed in a rocket attack on U.S. targets earlier this month. So that was the response. Good.
3: Um, uh, I mentioned this uh, once again, seeing that social media influencers can make crazy, crazy money. I don't know much about the uh, the fitness. You can tell by looking at me that I'm not watching, looking at a lot of fitness influencers. But anyway, the top money-making fitness influencers, some bodybuilder named Simeon Panda, He's on Simeon Panda. He's on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Made seventeen and a half million dollars last year. Uh, Working out on there and posting pictures and whatnot. His name is two different animals. Uh, American and he looks
5: like a beast.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. American appropriately. American fitness model and bodybuilder Ulysses Williams Jr. took the second spot at sixteen million dollars across a variety of. and there's, there's people from different countries. Obviously, there's hottie women also that do it. And, uh, the tons of money to be made. Fitness, toys, video games, sports equipment, cars, whatever. If you, if you think you'd be good at influence and
4: give it a whirl, cause there's yeah. money to be made. They're making basketball star money. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. I'm in the wrong line of work.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: We had just read a text from a San Diegan, a mom whose daughter had come back ashore yesterday as the Nimitz came back into port. A fine and mighty boat. And um, that's all cool. Uh, But this cover story in the USA Today, I'm going to have to read this. Uh, this I hadn't heard about it, and I haven't read it. A reckoning is near is their front page story. The U.S. military is the dominant global force, but it may not be the best position to respond to the next generation of threats. A reckoning is near. China, Russia, and other targets, blah, 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 blah. Are we up to the challenges of the you know the the, the coming century? I'm really into this stuff,
4: so uh, I'll give this a read. Well, I would suggest that every military in the history of the world is in a constant battle for supremacy, and if we ever rest on our laurels, we're doomed.
3: Right, but it has been a while since that was something you really had to worry about. Yep, uh, true. Clearly, since clearly, the fall of the
4: Soviet Union. Really, clearly, we do now.
3: Um. What else did I want to tease before we get to uh Jonah Goldberg? Um uh Rand Paul, really getting into the whole trans issue yesterday. We're gonna do that next hour. It's really interesting. I read some of it yesterday, I haven't
4: actually heard the audio. Ah, yes, and that nonsense Sean brought us about crypto sports card video, non fungible what you my jiggers? Non fungible tokens. That's right. It's it's growing, not going away. <laughs> Millions of dollars paid for digital art by people with how much money? Stay oh, I, tuned.
3: Do, I know what I want to mention. Twitter's announced they're testing a new subscription feature called super follows that would allow users to charge money for an extra exclusive layer of content. So what is that all about? Um. S- sounds a little like the what is that thing that we're that, that you guys are always talking about where you watch uh, the
5: OnlyFans. We're always talking about it. OnlyFans, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're creating a paywall as a new revenue stream for their publicly traded company.
3: And it will be the same thing. Hot women showing their naughty bits to people for money. Will it be the same thing?
5: There will be That's that one option. Cheat. Could also be comedians <laughs> doing little special 15-minute shows okay. for followers, stuff like that. And then okay. showing their naughty bits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> depends on the
3: comedian.
4: <laughs> some I'd like to see, some not so much.
3: So lots of talk about when we're going to get back to normal after the pandemic. And uh, Jonah Goldberg of The Dispatch, which is a publication we really like, uh, Making the point that, well, what do you mean by normal? There are different kind of normals, and if we all have different definitions, how can we possibly even have a conversation about it? Here are the three kinds of normals.
5: I think they have three normalcies at work, and you can only only pick two. One is the back-to-normal as defined as not being Trump anymore, which the left likes, independence-like, country seems to be good with. The other one is the back-to-normal of no more pandemic, And the other, the third one, which is the real problem is the back to normal of the status quo ante of the Obama administration, which sees the executive branch as the main driver of social change in this country. They now view the Obama administration as, as more of a missed opportunity, not to go even bigger. And you can't have the back to normal of the pandemic and back to normal of not Trump and back to normal of using the executive branch to swing for the fences
3: for social change. Once again,
5: my thing's got clipped. I don't know why.
3: Um Yeah, we have a weird thing with our computer where it's cutting off the last couple of words, and we can't figure out why that is. Smash
4: um, it with a hammer.
3: Joe's answer to all computer problems <laughs> is to smash it with a hammer, which I'm That's perfectly correct. okay with. I'm more of kicking with a foot, but... um Uh, yeah, so that kind of gets into the, the package. So it's today that the House of Representatives is going to pass the $1.9 trillion. They're calling it the stimulus package, even though there's a hell of a lot of stuff in there that's got nothing to do with stimulating the economy because of the coronavirus a lot, like depending on who you ask 90% of it. Um, uh so are they going to include the minimum wage or not what's the very latest as i heard yesterday afternoon the parliamentarian for the senate said you can't put it in here it doesn't count for reconciliation so you can't have it in nancy pelosi said we're going to put it in the house version anyway and send it to the senate which is a weird gesture because then the senate would say well we got to take it out by law so fine um, right,
4: but she gets points from her constituents from her, her core, which re- putting it in there which, which is stupid.
3: And reminded me that I heard something the other day uh, on the topic of Congress being broken, which everybody seems to agree with is something that Congress used to believe in uh, the House and the Senate, they would n- not pass any legislation that they believed was unconstitutional that was, they, they saw it as part of the job because they took an oath. They take an oath just like the president does to uphold the constitution of the United States. So you would never vote for a piece of legislation that you believe to be unconstitutional. Somewhere right. along the line, like everything else with Congress, they abandoned that. And we regularly pass stuff that is going to get challenged by the courts, but you don't care. You just try to see what you can slip by the courts. Or in this case, it's just a gesture. We know that it's not legal, but we're going to vote for it anyway because we believe in a higher minimum wage. Um, and, and, and you should, you know, under your oath, not vote for legislation that is clearly not constitutional,
4: not right. legal. Right, so Nancy Pelosi is like a baseball manager standing out there, uh, chest-to-chest with the umpire, screaming that a double should be a run. It should be the same as a home run. We should get a run for that double. And the ump is thinking, that's not how it works. That's against the rules of baseball. We just appealed that very question, and they ruled on it, but you're still out here bellowing about it. But the fans in the stands see her yelling for her team. So she goes so she does it. Uh one more... Now according to the WAPO, the proposed fifteen buck an hour minimum wage increase uh, cannot remain in the coronavirus relief bill as written, uh, imperiling a major Biden campaign promise. So
3: um as it leaves the house today, it doesn't make any difference. They they they've already made the ruling on whether or not going to be part of the legislation that passes. It will not be. Right. Right. Uh-huh.
4: The woke crowd, interestingly enough, says you should defy the parliamentarian, do it anyway. Which I think is a pretty good a good illustration of the principle that if all of the rules that we have sworn an oath to limit our power, we need to ignore the rules because the power is what we want. We can't possibly respect any limitation on power.
3: One more political note, and then we'll move on to something else, because we're talking to Lon He Chen next hour about something politics. We haven't decided yet, but he's a, he's the best in the business at that, so uh, that'll be fun. Um, oh, the other political note is this CPAC conference is going on, and it's when he, it's your hardest of the hardcore uh, Republicans get together, and uh, the, key, the keynote speaker on Sunday is Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States. And it's ah. his first, ad- uh, you know, real address since leaving office. And the question everybody, you know, wonders is, is he going to stand up in front of that crowd and say the election was stolen and talk about the Dominion voting machines and all that sort of stuff with people cheering wildly? Or is he going to, like, you know, kind of pivot more toward the future and... Uh, um america first and you know the 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 regular trump stuff that got him elected and have the crowd cheer wildly um i think if he goes all in on the whole the election was stolen stuff i don't i'm I'm not sure that's the best direction for uh, ending up back at the top of the ticket but if he wants that if he wants that that's true we don't we don't know what we don't know what he wants
4: Right. And knowing what Donald J. Trump actually wants has been a head scratcher to me since before he came down the escalator. You know, whether he actually wanted to be president and at various points in his presidency, what he actually was hoping would happen. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? And I I don't even want to think about Sunday until it happens. Well, okay. I was going to ask you a question, but you don't want to think about it. Well, no, because I just I got a bad feeling in my stomach. I hope he says something responsible and patriotic. Do you think he's going to do an ad-libbed rally sort of speech? Yes. Okay. He will have talking points. He will uh, touch on them, but he will ad-lib a great deal.
3: Do you think he's going to go big on the it was stolen, it was a huge landslide win, crowd cheering
4: wildly? If I had to guess, and apparently I do, I think... (laughs) I think he will touch on that stuff. I don't think it'll be the main focus. I hope not. I hope he goes and listen, you know, uh, Trump is like a lot of things in life. We all uh, see it differently. It's a Rorschach test. Uh, I hope Trump hammers uh, the things that he hammered in the in office that were so good about uh, america first about confronting china i hope he talks about because i've been reading a lot about this lately not only the uh, the pharmaceuticals and the medical equipment that we cannot be dependent on china for but we've got this crisis of a shortage of uh, semiconductors The the whole global idea was great until a giant evil empire decided to use every single lever they could to achieve supremacy. I'm talking about China. And now we're dependent on them for all sorts of things we need. I hope he hits on a more nationalist uh, view of of economics and trade.
3: He could go all big on um, uh, Biden reengaging with Iran. W.H.O. and China lied, but the Biden administration got back in with W.H.O. He could do lots yes. of stuff on the border and immigration. Sure. Um, it's all great.
4: So we'll see. Just not the damn voting machines.
3: I wanted to mention this, and at the end of a segment is good because then it's a tough transition because it's such an awful story. I wanted to talk about this scumbag gymnastics coach, coach, John Gettert, who is charged yesterday. One of your head coaches for U.S. gymnastics charged yesterday with two dozen counts including human trafficking, criminal sexual conduct, etc., Michigan prosecutors said. He was hiding the fact that they had that doctor who was sexually abusing um, athletes for years and years and years, and he was really going to get stuck with that. And I was looking forward to talking about it, but he's dead now. A couple yeah. o- couple hours after the charges came out, he killed himself. Good, I'm glad he's gone. Saved us
4: all a lot of money and time. Um, but Um So r- was he... I've just followed the headlines. Is he being charged with molesting as well or just uh, aiding and abetting the monster, uh, Nasser?
3: Aiding and abetting, it seems pretty clear that he knew what was going on, but he didn't want to upset the ap- apple cart and, you know, right. and, and ruin things. And he lied to investigators over and over about the access that this Nasser doctor had to the gymnasts and whether or not males ever had access to the gymnasts and, uh, and whether or not any gymnasts came to him and complained about this sort of stuff. He lied. Endlessly about that sort of thing. Okay. I thought it was interesting. They're going after human trafficking by because he was moving them from state to state, n- knowing the prosecutors say that they were going to be sexually abused in the next state.
4: That he was in effect human trafficking, underage girls, right? Abused by an ally who helped enhance his status, his wealth. Uh, so his, he was uh, his, he, his standing.
3: He was moving, uh, you know, in, in in many instances, like sixteen-year-old girls to a different state. Knowing they were going to be sexually abused for profit because he was going to make money off of it when they won tournaments. Right. I think that is perfectly reasonable legal analysis. I appreciate the creativity. How did he stay uh, above under the radar for so long? I didn't know his name. No. One of the um gymnasts now an adult uh, yesterday said I I can't believe he finally was going is getting his day in court. This is before he killed himself. I mm-hmm. thought he was going to skate on this whole thing because he is absolutely at the top of the the list of bad people who allowed this to happen. Yeah. So he, yeah. they didn't arrest him that he was in a position where he was able to kill himself later in the day? Apparently. Good. Like I said, good. Save us all yeah. a lot of time and money. Yeah, I'm not
4: going to spend any time worrying about it today.
3: I can't believe that went on for so long in U.S. gymnastics. You
4: sure as hell hope that that uh, never happens again. To end on a positive note, if I might, uh, we have spoken through the years with uh, cops, FBI folks uh, who spend their careers investigating, prosecuting, trying to stop the sexual exploitation of children, and that's really rough work. It's disturbing work often, but it's awe-inspiring work. And uh, tip of the cap to, to the law enforcement folks who brought this case. Sean
3: made it onto the TV news last night. What are you calling the headline? Is local man local man jumps exposes on fad. self
4: by middle school? No, no, what? no,
3: no, no. That was not it at all. Oh, local sorry. man jumps on fad is the. It's <laughs> <laughs> why he got onto the news. That, among other things, on the way.
0: The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show. Sean Thomas is a radio producer who says that he has been researching NBA Top Shot and has bought some packs. Thomas says this phenomenon isn't as surprising as some may
2: think.
5: Digital things are real things to a lot of people out there. And I think that statement becomes more true the younger the demographic goes. You were on the news last night? Local news slid into my DMs. They heard me talking about the top shots on this very radio program. And uh, they uh, this reporter was assigned a story to do top shots. And so he reached out and said, hey, would you like to comment on local man joins fad story that I'm
3: doing? <laughs> radio producer Sean Thomas. So you're buying what they call moments. Moments, yes. Uh In between, well, I'm forwarding that
5: news article to my high school guidance counselor, and then I'm going back <laughs> to uh you know monitoring the markets of NBA Top Shots. I've uh, I've got four moments. As wait, wait, wait a minute, am I correct that you have not actually bought any yet? I have. I own four moments. I am over. Oh, thre- you do. Yeah, I'm over three on attempting to purchase packs. Oh. um uh, those are the things where I'm in line with a hundred thousand people attempting uh, hoping to get a raffle ticket for one of five thousand packs that they have released but I'm over three on that but I have purchased some some actual individual moments
3: so they only release a, a, a set number it's impossible to get in because they're so popular and they're making so many millions of dollars every single day oh. and then and then people sell them immediately
5: and then they there are peer-to-peer transactions that can occur. Uh, and it, it just acts like a, any sort of other marketplace. Uh, and they're like little video clips. Uh huh. Yeah. They're, they're little video clips, it. and you can scroll down on the moment and it has your individual serial number that, that is your moment. Uh-oh. And it also has like their stat page that is very similar to, to old baseball card Cereal stuff. Serial number. I um, see. it's a. Uh... All right. Stop. Stop.
4: <laughs> Need to get to this. <laughs> speculative crypto art market takes off
3: i couldn't drink my water because your noises were making me
4: laugh (laughs) as sean said serial numbers you go "Mm." serial number "Mm." move over gamestop the newest the newest speculative game in town is nfts digital files that can be owned and traded on a plethora of new online platforms that's what top shots are it's an nft yes Why it matters. Most NFTs include some kind of still or moving images, which makes them similar to many physical art objects, except they're not. Some of them, including a GIF of Nyan cat flying through the sky with a pop art body and rainbow trail, can be worth more than your house. What? I'm looking at that, that cat. It's a poorly drawn cartoon cat farting a rainbow across the sky. It's beautiful. As far as I can tell. And it's worth than my uh, worth, uh, more, worth more than my house. Nyan Cat stole for... Jeez, Joe, slow down. Say actual English words, <laughs> and it'll be easier to understand. <laughs> Nyan Cat sold for 300 ETH. That's the Ethereum cryptocurrency, or about $580,000. Wow. At the time the bid was entered on Feb 19, an artist going by the moniker Beeple... Sold 20 artworks for $3.5 million in December. And so you get a little uh, still? Uh, It's a a
5: moving thing, similar to the moments of the highlights. It's It's a moving cat farting a rainbow, as Joe put it, yeah.
4: Yeah, but it it looks like it was made by a middle school student in 1994. Well, well let's not get
3: hung up on that, because that's not really the uh, the, the key to this whole thing. It and is to
4: me. It's the merit.
3: If it was a great painting of a sunset and a bowl of fruit, I mean, it's still... the The interesting part is that it's digital, and people are treating it like it's physical. Right. Right. Which I'm this... having trouble wrapping my head around, even though I can't logically come up with why... A limited number video is different than a limited number baseball card. I, I don't get why it's seemed different because, again, you can print out a picture of your favorite baseball. You can pick, print out a picture of that baseball card.
4: Right. But it's not the card. But it's not the same thing. One listener actually pointed out in a really uh, thoughtful email that the one thing about the actual baseball card, for instance, is that it can be destroyed. It can be lost. There can be scarcity. In fact, there is scarcity. But Uh, but I want to get this in. It's very important. One fake Banksy, which if you don't know who Banksy is, uh, we don't have time, by an artist who calls themselves Pest Supply, sold for more than 60 ETH, or about $100,000. The artwork featured a stencil saying, quote, I can't believe you morons actually buy this MFT, NFTS. Okay. That that was (laughs) Banksy's thoughts? So what's that? Banksy thinks that? No, that's part of the artwork that somebody bought for $100,000 saying, I can't believe you morons actually buy this S. That's Warhol-esque there.
3: Yeah, it really is. Huh. I'm really having trouble wrapping my head around this. That's giving me a headache. Yeah.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.